podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Sand Talk, the beach soccer podcast. With thanks to Beach Soccer Worldwide's partners, Puma, Iconic, Real Fever, United Nations Alliance for Civilizations, and Genius. Thank you all for believing in the sport. This is Sand Talk, the Beach Soccer Podcast. We have a big guest on the show, more about that in just a bit. But first, let's get to the news. Things are starting to take shape already early in the season as we look forward to the World Cup in the UAE later this year. Brazil, back in what most people would say is their rightful place as South American champions. Third time they've won that. Take it over from Paraguay, who defeated them last year. They won the final 13-5 against Argentina in the host country in Rosario. And the big shock is the fact Paraguay have not made it to the World Cup. They were defeated in their third and fourth place playoff against Colombia, which means the Colombians go to the World Cup. So to confirm for the World Cup in the UAE will be Brazil, Argentina and Colombia representing South America. In Asia, well, it was a heck of a final with Iran beating Japan six goals to nil. No one would have predicted that. Japan were defending the title, but they were runners up this time out. Tournament took place in Pattaya, Thailand, and it means there is now four qualifiers for the World Cup in the UAE. United Arab Emirates have made it by virtue of the fact they were hosts, but they also got to the semi-final where they were defeated by Oman in that third and fourth place playoffs. So your representatives for Asia will be UAE, host nation, Japan, Iran, Oman. And another big tournament we've got to look forward to this summer is the Anok World Beach Games there in Bali. We have qualifiers for the CONCACAF region next week takes place in El Salvador, which is fast becoming a home for beach soccer in Central America. Taking part will be Trinidad and Tobago, Costa Rica, United States, Guatemala, Bahamas, Belize and El Salvador. Right, let's get to our guest host this month, Danish international who's played all over the world. It is the captain of the Danish national team, chairman of the Copenhagen Beach Soccer Club. Welcome, Kasper Dorf, how are you? I am very good, thank you, Mark. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Now, I always like to describe the weather, and I think us describing the weather now is something that people in Spain, in Portugal, in Brazil who are listening, they will not understand sometimes the pain we feel here in winter. I will describe the weather here today and as it has been for the last few weeks. This morning, there was frost on the ground. As I look out the window here over a building site, the only sand I can see is in the building site. I'm not near a beach. It is grey. And it is that light rain that seems to stay for hours on end. What's the weather like for you now in Denmark? The last couple of weeks have been have been awful. It has been uh, normally now it's it's springtime in, in Denmark and the flowers should come up. And but it has been snowing and extremely hard wind. So it's it's been a challenging a challenge to go in and, and practice in, in this weather condition. Yeah, there's been, there was a brilliant bit on social media, a brilliant video of a couple of Danes training on the sand, but snow covered sand. With your bare feet, that shows how tough the Danes are, really. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was three weeks, three weeks ago. I I had to rent this machine that you know picks up the 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 first ten centimeters of the sand because it was frozen. So I had to spend like one and a half hour going through the pitch to to make the sand possible to play at because when it's frozen, it's it's impossible. Wow, I mean, it's not very often you get injuries in beach soccer, don't you? Maybe like the the odd uh, hamstring pull or knee injuries, but frostbite. Is one that you could probably get in Denmark, isn't it? Yeah. So as we look forward to the summer, last year saw the first ever Baltic League. That's 
I mean, a really important development, isn't it, in Nordic beach soccer and northern beach soccer? Yeah, extremely. In the Nordic countries, we, we don't have, I think Estonia is the only one having a, a real national league. The other countries have small, small national leagues. This one helps us play beach soccer on a, on a decent level. And it just expands the sport, doesn't it? Because you think how far north it goes now and how far south it goes. It is a, it's a truly pan-European sport, isn't it? Yeah, we have players yeah, from Sweden. They are from Stockholm. I think they are the the northest team. I mean, the Danish team, to me, I first came across the Danish team in Hungary, probably, what, 2016. And the one thing that struck me straight away was the spirit of the team born out of adversity. I remember a story from one of your coaches telling us how you'd all been sponsored by kit bags, for special kit bags for the tournament. And the sponsor had locked them in the garage on the day you were supposed to fly. But, you know, it, it didn't matter. The team always got things done. And you've always got results. You've always managed to get results, whether it's internationally or whether it's with club sides, that you've, you've done so much better than realistically the, the support you get and the, the amount of money you have in the sport. Yeah, exactly. The guys here in Denmark playing this sport, sport is extremely passionate. They, they, they love the sport. They, uh, it is extremely hard without, without a big budget especially when you have to travel all the time and you no know, flight, hotel, so on. It's, it's very expensive. Luckily for us, we have some, some really nice people or small sponsors who, who helping all they can, but still we, we, we are paying a lot of money ourselves. I suppose the biggest compliment for Danish beach soccer is the amount of players, including yourself, who now get picked up by bigger club sides in Europe. And I believe at the moment, Axel Dam is in Rio playing. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, it's been a dream for him for a long time to go to Brazil and play it is the best country I think you can go to if you want to have a great experience with with peace service so this is a dream come true from him to to go to Brazil so it's amazing it's, it's really good for him I think we'll come come back with a lot of experience and and a lot of confidence and and yeah it's going to be nice to have him back again but it's a, it's a great adventure for him I'm sure you're contacting him saying write down as many different drills as you can talk about the tactics make sure you get as much information as possible that you can bring back to Denmark Yes and no. I think it's going to be very hard to 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 do the same as the Brazilians do. They they have a they have an amazing way of playing in the stand. Something that that they do from from their kids. We we, we play a different style of beats over here, but of course there is so much that you can learn from these guys. They are they are amazing in, in South America. And yourself, you've been playing for FC Malaga recently. It was a good way of starting the year. And is it a thing a case? Do you think for for yourselves, the Danes and other B division teams that the players of the national teams they get noticed by bigger clubs, get to play in the big club tournaments, and then they can bring that back to the national team and it improves the national team. Yeah, I think, of course, it is when, when the guys are going out and play with other teams, they, they come back with a lot of experience and they are getting better and better. Yeah. But what we are trying to do is to, to make Copenhagen, you know, a big beat soccer club. And I think we already showed that, that we can we can do really good in, in, in big tournaments. If you look at the Euro Winners Cup last year, we did really well into the quarterfinal. Played a very close game against the Grand Marte and and it, it could have gone both ways. And in terms of the B division this year, there's a change in format. There seems to be a better opportunity to get out of that B division. Are Denmark confident they can do that this year? Yeah, yeah. That is that is of course our plan. That is why we work really hard already now. So yeah, I think last year we had a great chance to 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 promote to the A division. Unfortunately, we 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 didn't manage to to beat Latvia in the in the game. Played a really good game against Turkey, lost in the extra time. So yeah, I, I have I have the confidence to say that that we should be able to to promote this this year. 
And who do you see as your main rivals in the B division? Of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm watching England now. They, they are actually doing a, a really good job, you know, practice hard and, and, you know, they, they, they seem to have a, a good amount of, of, of very good players with a lot of experience. Uh, so they, they could be a, a chance, even though we, we, we beat them in the, in the B division last year. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it's a hard question because I think we can, we can beat every team in the B division, but we can also lose against every team in the B division. So. I think if we play our best and if we, if we, if we play our top level, we will, we will beat every team in the B division, but we are, we also need to play our best to, to beat everybody. Yeah. It's a difficult thing, isn't it? Cause the, the tournaments are so few and far between for the B division that if you don't have a good first game or a good first period in the first game, it can just send your tournament either downhill or rocket you high because of the confidence that builds within that team. Exactly. Now let's have a look at the world rankings and I think this is probably inspiration for Denmark and maybe other smaller nations as well. The rise of the El Salvador teams. We now have in the women's rankings, the top side, Barra del Santiago, is from El Salvador. And then in the men's rankings, in third position, La Praia, also of El Salvador. What is it about El Salvador that they seem to be producing top-level beach soccer players at both men's and women's level? I think it's because they, they put a lot of focus on beat soccer and they, they, uh, they invested in this and, and yeah, you can see on the ranking and we played against La Paria in, in, in the world winners cup with, with Rostock, amazing team, you know, amazing physics, very fast in the stand. So yeah, I think it's, it's, it's all about investing and, and, and put a lot of, uh, focus, focus on the sport. And, and I think this is something that we can, we can look up to as, as, as a small country as well, Denmark, if we put a lot of effort, we had a lot of. We have a lot of really, really good football players in Denmark. And if there was more focus of, uh, on, on, on peace server and, and it was bigger in Denmark, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that we can do similar. Uh, as, as, uh, yeah, it seems to be that the smaller countries, I think of like Tahiti, El Salvador, mm. of course. It's also the fact that a lot of the players there, they're, they're not particularly on high salaries in their, their other jobs or they, they find it easy to give up their other job and concentrate on beach soccer full time. And it sounds strange, but if you're from a, a poorer background, you have more of an advantage, really, because you can transfer over to the sport more easily. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think this is one of our biggest problems. You know, our 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 players, if if they don't have a full time job, they they have a you know they go in, in the university schools and going for education, and it, it takes a lot of time. You know, so so you have to do this and then and then be sort of thing time. So practice all five times a week. And, and still have family, friends and, 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 and full-time job is very hard. You know, it's very, very difficult. And, and of course they have a big, uh, uh, if they don't have a full-time job and they can focus a lot about beat soccer playing and training, it gives them big advances. Sure. Okay. Final thing for us today. Give us your plans for this summer for both Denmark and yourself personally in terms of club beach soccer. Yeah. First of all, we want to do a great job at the, at the World Cup. We are. Like I said, we are training very hard already now, preparing as much as possible. Some of our players are going out and play in, in, in Europe before we have some training camps. So first of all, make a, a great result in the, in the, in the World Cup qualifier. Hopefully if, if, if we do really well, we can qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. And then the, the, the European Soccer League the B division, we want to promote this year. It, uh, of course, it's something that we are aiming for. So yeah. And for me personal play as much as possible this year. My, my main focus is of course, Copenhagen and, and Denmark, but I'm also going to play in the German league for Rostock Robin. And hopefully we can, we can bring the, the title back to, 
to Rostock. They they have been in the final two years in a row and and did manage to get the title back. I won it with them in nineteen, so we wanna have the title back. And uh, yeah, that's gonna be difficult, isn't it, with the likes of Real Monster there? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And 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 also to off the remaining champions, they they are also doing a great job. But I think we will have a strong team this year with Rostock. Yeah, and 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 the preparation is is also gonna be really good. So I'm 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 confident uh, with the team that we will we will get the title back this year. Do you think the fact that Real Monster are now ranked second in the world has that lifted German beach soccer and the club beach soccer scene? Everybody's looking at them thinking, we've got to do a little bit better here. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, Bermuda is, is a really good scene and, and but you can also see at the big tournaments they, they, they are able to, to, to get some really, really good players to see at the World Winners' Cup with, with the Matisse brothers. So it gave them a huge advance in, in in that tournament but yeah they, they are they are an amazing team and, and yeah it's raised the standard and we look forward to seeing you playing in the German League this summer maybe elsewhere let's see and of course good luck to the Danes in the B division this season thanks so much for speaking to us today thank you so much Mark with pleasure Kasperdorf Danish International our co-host this month and don't forget you can follow us on all the socials for all the news all the updates and all the scores as they come in it is beach soccer worldwide just do a search for that and of course the website is always there for you beachsoccer.com we'll catch you next time sports social podcast network